Today on Boldly Boinking, time isn't the only thing that's going to last longer. Hello, hello, hello. Ladies, gentlemen, and everything in between. Welcome to another episode of Boldly Boinking. I am your rocket man, Connor Speak. You're not the friendly neighborhood? Not this time. Not this time. This time, the neighborhood looks distinctly unfriendly. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. It looks like a sketchy, sketchy neighborhood. So, I mean, yeah. it looks like only someone with bad taste would choose to live in this neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Really, really terrifying. <laughs> it's Technical Tina's neighborhood. Yeah, Just, it's her house. So. We're making fun of Technical Tina. Yeah. She's a real shady character. She fits in with her neighborhood. Um, and I am uh, your friendly neighborhood, uh, furry little vibrating Tribble. Mm. Alexa, howdy. Nice to see you again. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We're waving. We're doing our, our customary Well, just a reminder wave. that we can see you. We can see you? Yeah. You don't look as good as you usually do. I'll just yeah, say. You look, you wow. <laughs> wow. You're just throwing it on all the listeners, too, eh? You've, I mean, I'm you do just, look a bit tired. I'm just saying you've looked better. <laughs> yeah. You look a bit tired. I'm not saying that you are terrible. I'm just saying it's been better. It's <laughs> been better. That's okay. That's okay. We've we all, all looked better. We all have bad days. Yeah. Can't all be perfect. Unlike me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow, we're going off the deep end here. <laughs> Listen, it's hard to look bad when you're an adorable ball of fur. It's hard to look different when you're an adorable ball sure. of fur. Sure. But yeah. I also, in it being hard to look different. It's, it's also hard to look bad. Yeah. yeah. I get it. You could make the argument that it's also hard to look good, but we won't. No, we'll just leave it at that. Yep. So, we're back for another episode. We're doing some DS9 today. Yes. Season 2, episode 9. But before we jump into Cisco's silky, silky, silky voice. We need to check in on the Janeway Bangwatch. So, on the Janeway Bangwatch, we are on season 1, episode 15. Um, coming to the end of the first season. Yep. And, and, no banging. No banging. There's some tension. Yep. There's definitely there's some but no there's banging. Some back and forth, but there's no banging. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. <sighs> so let's. <laughs> poor Janeway, but you know who isn't poor in this episode? Mm-hmm. Cisco. <laughs> well, eh, that's debatable. He All kind right, of is. Sure. We can get into it, but yeah. first, let's just take a moment. To luxuriate in his voice. Oh my god, it's like it's so good. Melted butter sliding on velvet. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I don't even think that would be delicious, but it sounds delicious. Exactly. Like I don't think that I want to put it in my mouth, no. but I want to listen to it. Exactly. <laughs> I sorry. I just am reading my notes, and I'm not sure what I meant, but I just wrote Cisco's voice! Exclamation point. Let me soothe your pain, exclamation point, which I think is me saying I want to soothe his pain because at the start he's talking about his, his well, wife. Well, he's talking about his wife who, you know, the, if we remember correctly, uh, was killed in the battle with the Borg by Picard mm-hmm. while he was Locutus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she died the four years ago at the Battle of Wolf 319 or 329. 319 or 329, I forget which one. I don't know. And one to, of them wolves. To be quite honest, I didn't know that that was that battle. 
I didn't. But yeah, well, the very first episode. I'm of DS- I'm less versed yeah. in TS- or TNG than you are. The very first episode of DS Nine is Picard showing up at DS Nine, and Cisco has all this tension with him with mm. him because it was while was Picard was Locutus that his wife died. Okay. Yeah, and it was in the battle with the Borg. Fair enough. So I think that my note was me offering to soothe Cisco's pain. I yeah. don't, but it could be taken as his voice could soothe anyone's pain yeah which is equally correct so we start off with a personal log yep the captain's log it's been four years he's having a rough night turns out jake is also having jake a rough is also night. having a rough night he doesn't say it until the end but apparently hot chocolate is what you do <laughs> to cure nightmares in the middle of the night i never had that offered to me <laughs> like yeah no <laughs> Hot chocolate is such, I mean, I guess that they can just like replicate it, but it it's like very preparation intensive to just whip up in the middle of the night. Well, I guess that's it. That's why you have it now when you can replicate, when you can just say computer hot chocolate and you get it, you would probably drink a lot more hot chocolate. But you probably wouldn't want sugar in the middle of the night in a child for them to go to sleep. Like if that seems counterintuitive, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. Anyways. It was, uh... It's just something that you know they'll like, and so just to get them to shut up so you can go to sleep. Maybe it doesn't matter if the kid goes mm. to sleep or not. It's just, here you go, have some hot chocolate and be happy. Well, that's true. Maybe you- it was just, um, Cisco knew how smooth and chocolatey his voice was, and mm-hmm. he was he just... just... Wanted to. Yeah. I, I have written here, Jake is definitely a more realistic kid than Wes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just because uh, yeah. we're, yeah. we're going to be going into Wesley Crusher shortly soon. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jake is like an actual kid and talks to his dad. about. But he's, like, he's, he's an actual kid, but he's also he acts close to the age that he looks. Yes, correct. Yeah. And he doesn't act overly immature or like. Overly mature or overly immature. He acts yeah. like how he is. He's a kid. Yeah. Um. And he's having some nightmares, which seem very elaborate, but while also being very easy to explain away. Like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty basic Freudian stuff. Yeah, and he's then, worried about losing control and not finding it. And like, and it's the day that his mom died, so yeah. control was already lost there. And so, if his dad goes too, what is he going to do? The whole nine yards. Yeah, and so Jake goes back to sleep without hot chocolate. And Cisco goes for a walk. Cisco goes for a walk along the promenade. And I, I love the way he says promenade. I will say this. I get it. I get Cisco's wanting to go for a walk. Like, I, I'm kindred spirit, man. Like, late night walk. Well, I don't do so much walking because safety issues. Yes. <laughs> but but if I could, if there was, like, no issues, I for sure would go walking, like, in the middle of the night when you can't sleep or whatever. In a spaceship. Yeah, you do what you and you're the captain. You do what you want. Also, what is daytime on a spaceship? It's all fabricated. Like they're not. I mean, just mean that like the stars are out at all times. Yes, <laughs> you it's like it's not. Out, it's always nighttime outside the window. You don't have to wait until nighttime to see the stars. You can just yeah. go for a casual. And so Cisco goes for a walk mm-hmm. and a encounters a lovely lady. A lovely lady, which we need to take a pause on her costume. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of things. A, her top or the top part of the, I thought that it was like a a dress or like a shirt and pants or something, yeah. but it's, it's more like, like a, a wrap. It's like of. a, no, it's like a one piece with a cape. 
<laughs> it's weird. It's, it's weird. a one piece with a cape, but the top part of it is very in style currently with all the straps, like all the strappy things. Mm-hmm. Um, which apparently just fashion comes in waves. Fashion forward in the design department. But it's PS9. definitely it's like a one piece, yeah, like tight leotard thing, thing and then a, a yeah, shoulder it's got like cape, a shawl cape thing going on, and then. Her hair is beautiful, but it looks like her ears are part of her hairstyle. Like, yeah, they've sort of merged into the <laughs> yeah. side of her hair yeah. almost. Yeah. Anyways, it was just. And she walks up and drops an almost Riker-esque opening line on Cisco as well. Like, What was her opening line again? Uh, it's something like, you know, the night stars are so beautiful <laughs> with. so Like, very, very what Riker drops on Vash. Like. Just yeah. like the the night stars are so beautiful with this, and Cisco's totally cool with that. He's like, "Great, nice woman coming up and dropping pickup lines on me. I'm there for it." But Cisco also he is like, "How do you do that? You always say exactly the right thing." And she was like, "What?" And then she says something else, and he was like, "See what I mean?" Um, which might have been this time, but it also could have been their second. That's later. Meeting. That's okay. much later. I do like how uh, Cisco. Oh, maybe this is later too. But I have a note here about when. Cisco asks her to tell him everything. She says everything that could take some time. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's that's uh, this that's is the second just, one. That's the okay. second time. This is just the initial meeting. She drops a hardcore pickup line on him. He's totally receptive. He's like, "Let's show you around the station." He's like, "Who are you?" She's like, "I'm Fenna." He's yeah. Like, I'll show you around the station. She's like, "Okay." And they walk around. They start wandering around a bit. He and then they pause and look out. They pause and look out the window. And she disappears. And she, yeah, he he turns. Then she goes, "I'm sorry, I have to go." And then he turns around and she's gone. She's, so basically, Fena is Cinderella. Yeah, Ghost Woman, Cinderella. She, she's she's Cinderella. Clock struck twelve. She disappeared. Yeah, she's very. It's very Cinderella. Yeah. Um, but like if Cinderella had a ton of baggage. Yeah. Like a shit ton of baggage. So but but nonetheless, despite her disappearing, Cisco gets up the next day in a fucking fantastic mood. Great mood. Yeah, great mood. Gets himself some tea, which he never drinks, and Kira is immediately super suspicious of this. So they have something where she was like, Normally you drink this which I didn't catch the name of it. Yeah. And now you're drinking this tea, and I'm like, Do they just make up a new word for coffee? What I like about it though, is she's like, You drink this every morning, and Cisco's response is, I love that. Like, yeah, we know, Cisco, you drink it every fucking morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he, Cisco is super fucking sassy with her, oh, though. He's just like, he's, oh, I'm sorry. He's is sassy with a lot the, of people. He's super, he's like, is it against regulations for me to drink something different? And Kira's like, no. And he's like, well, then thank you, Major. I'll be sure to note your interest. And then it's like, fuck, man. Like, you're super sassy. He's super sassy, but he's sassy in a way that I really like that you, like, his face is so serious. Yeah. That it's really hard to tell. If he's deadpanning it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And then the voice, you just throw in, like, all of the, that with the delivery of that voice and it's it's real great um so they meet for the second time yeah he just she just sort of runs into him again and then they decide to have a space picnic well they go up to he decides to show her that well, they, this they, is they, when, try to, they try to continue on yeah, where they left off of like showing the he's like we should show you the i can show you the ship and she's like sure that would be great and he goes up to it looks like they're in one of those like arms that go mm. up looking down on the station mm-hmm. he's like usually there's a ship blocking the way but uh mm-hmm. you know this is great and then she's like we should have brought a picnic basket and he's like yes that would have been fantastic mm-hmm. so still they... doesn't know anything about her no just we're gonna throw this out there now knows nothing about her has gone on this walk with her and every time that he tries to ask she is De- really evasive or then disappears 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I think after the second time, it's again, she runs. Oh, because he asks her some questions and she was like, I can't be here and runs away. I can't tell you, runs away, gets in the elevator and then just vanishes. Yeah. Yeah. Again, very Cinderella. Yeah. Like that scene especially was very like check for her slipper (laughs) that she left on the stairs. But this is the time where she says that wonderful everything that'll take some time. time yeah and he's like well i've got uh i've got quite a bit of time at the moment but they do set a date for the like the picnic is like a date like yes, they like they're the next day yeah they're, they're gonna, gonna go on and have a picnic and then we get this great scene of little jake <laughs> having yeah. dinner with his dad yeah and then he says dad are you in love <laughs> Now, out of out of nowhere. Yeah, and not only that, but Cisco doesn't immediately say no, even though Cisco has met this woman for a grand total of about four minutes of time. Yeah. over the past two days. Yeah. Also, uh, um, Jake just finished telling his dad a story about how someone vomited because, like, at at someone their someone vomited at Klingon food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then immediately after that is like. Are you in love? Because you're exhibiting the three, the three signs, signs of, of love. Yeah. That what? What's his face? Uh, what's the Nog? Nog, Quark's brother Nog. Yeah. Tells talks to yeah. him about love apparently, yeah. which very reputable source. You for sure should trust him. Yes, absolutely. So the three signs that you're in love, dear listener, just yeah. so that you know, just so you can keep an eye out: loss of appetite, yeah. daydreaming, daydreaming. And smiling all the time. Yeah. yeah, those are. That's it. That's how you know. Yeah. So, what do you think? Do you do you agree or disagree with that take on love? I mean, I feel that it's perhaps a bit more complicated than that. But um, I just disagree with the fact that Cisco Cisco's in lust. Cisco has clearly not had anything since his wife died, and it's starting to get on his mind. And so, an attractive sure. woman he meets, and within four minutes, For he's sure. just like. I'm there. The The whole premise of kind of why we started this podcast is to talk about how ridiculous the one and done episodes on all these shows are where yeah. they're these like crazy love stories that are super intense. And then they just And then disappear. they're just gone. And this is a perfect example. This is a perfect example, but it's also one of the most plausible. We'll yeah. get to at the end, but they like in terms of the ridiculousness of this whole genre of episodes, yeah. it actually is the most plausible. Yeah. Compared to the other ones. Yeah. But well, we're, we're very much getting into the, this is a huge love of his life, and he's met her two times. Two times for like three, four minutes. Yeah. Now, Cisco's not a moron. He decides it's time to track this down, and he goes to speak to Odo to see if Odo can help him out with this. And talk about sassy. Well, Odo gets super sassy for the obvious reason, because Odo starts asking him all these questions. Cisco's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And Oda's like, well, is there anything you do now? And, and then he, he said, Oda says, what can you tell me about her? And he says, I'd say she's about 1.6 meters tall, yeah. brown skin, yeah. dark hair, and then something, something, something. She was wearing red. No, he does not say she was wearing red. He says she was, and then he pauses, and then he gets this insane look on his face and goes, she was wearing red. Uh-huh. And it's like, Wow, Cisco, you are into yep. a red dress, something fierce. Yeah, this isn't love. Cisco wants to bang her. Yeah, Cisco. Cisco wants to bang her. It's a lust thing. Yeah, the thought of that red dress was 
quite a lot for him. So question then, if we frame it as the three signs of being in lust, yeah. do you think that's accurate? Loss of appetite, daydreaming, smiling all the time? I mean, sure, more so, maybe. Than but love? Yeah. It just seems like if that's the signs that you're exhibiting, that doesn't sound like love. It sounds like an obsession, like a, like an unhealthy. If you can't yeah, eat, if you like can't it, eat, and you're constantly thinking about this, like constantly, and you're smiling about this all the time, like how creepy is a person that's walking through life like without any context and smiling all the time? I'm yeah, not no, talking like not a good. casual smile, but just constant smiling. It doesn't sound uh, yeah. no, very healthy. No, it's not good at all. It's not good at all. Also, like, we got some great bro conversations between Cisco and Dax. Yes. Not, there's, a, there's a moment in that scene where Cisco, he's supposed to, like, laugh, like, burst out laughing at something that Dax yeah. says. But it is so loud and so abrupt and so off-putting that, yeah. like, it just does It's kind of terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, like, also stands up and, like, goes towards her. If I was Dax, I would have been like, oh, God. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, yeah. Yeah. So we get... So he sets Odo on the trip. But then... So B-plot going on... What's going on at the same time is there's this incredibly yes. egomaniacal terraformer who is Say on attack. the station. Say attack. And him and Dax is assisting him. He's got a great plan. And it is an awesome plan, if it yeah. works, to reignite a dead star. Yeah. Which, that'd be sweet. And uh, he seems like he has the expertise to do it. Yeah, he's clearly very intelligent. And he but he's also, knows that he's very intelligent. Yeah, he knows he's very intelligent, but he's also a massive pain in the ass. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Are terraformers, yeah. Star Trek, like the Star Trek universe's version of uh, Silicon Valley tech bros? Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. I was yeah. watching that and I was like, oh, this is the worst. Like, this is the stereotype of the worst Silicon tech bro of like the one that's like, I'm phenomenal. I'm going to change the world. And yeah, you're like, OK. I've done it. And you're like, yeah. your ideas are cool. And you're also very smart. But also and he's just he's like, I at one point, Satek says, I always wanted to write as many books as I had wives. And I was just like, or marriages. And yeah. I was like. Is that something that people, like, you just want to have so many marriages? Like, that doesn't seem like a badge of well, honor. Well, it takes on an inter a different connotation later in the episode. Yeah. But that, mm. like, in and of itself. Oh, it's a weird thing to say. That having multiple marriages, like, if the, if the idea of marriage is to be together forever, isn't having multiple marriages mean that you just keep failing? Yeah. Like I don't mean I don't it. mean to insinuate that people who have had marriages fail are failures or that. I just mean that like it seems like a strange badge of honor for someone to be like cuz cuz also in context this guy has written 9 books. He's yeah. had like 9 marriages. We're not talking at like least. two marriages. He's had at least 9 marriages. We're not talking like two marriages through like we're talking so many marriages. It just yep. seems like a weird bragging point. It's a weird thing. So that's, but he's also clearly smart as hell. So he invites sure. them all down for dinner, and the dinner is made by his wife, and his wife walks out, and surprise, surprise, looks exactly like Fenna. Is Fenna. And Dax drops some great stuff, because <laughs> <laughs> Cisco before is like, you know, 
So yeah, she's like, you know, we, are it, you no, not talk to me now because I'm a woman? He's like, no, we won't talk because there's nothing to talk about. So Dax and, sees her without having ever. No, no, she did. She did see her. So the whole conversation with Dax and Cisco is because. When did she see her? So the whole conversation of Dax and Cisco is Dax calls him into the the like office. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, are you gonna tell me about the woman that I saw you talking oh, to on the yes, right. promenade? So Dax was a creeper. Yeah. And saw them talking. Yeah. And so, so she did see her when the wife walks in. Dax just side eyes Cisco and is like, now we got something to talk about. And it's like, oh, snap. Dax is phenomenal in this episode, but also kind of a terrible friend. Oh, yeah. Because well, she is she is delighted in, in Cisco being surprised and like also kind of hurt. And like this like terrible reveal. She is just delighted. Yeah, she in thinks it. it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Dax is really great. She's got some great lines. She's well, got some great laughs. Learn, well, it's because you learn something about Dax because later on, uh, Cisco's like, you know, she's a married woman. And Dax is like, that never would have stopped Curzon. It's like, yeah. oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And them and the senior staff have a very awkward dinner. Where also, Sayatek is just obnoxious. Yeah. Kira clearly wants to punch him. Yeah. And then also we find out that his wife is named Nadell. Yeah. Is not, not named Fenna. Is named Nadell. It looks very different and looks deeply unhappy. Yeah. And also doesn't say it makes absolutely no acknowledgement of Cisco whatsoever. None. No. None. And so the rest of them retire to another room that'll be more comfortable and Cisco stays behind to confront Fenna slash Nadell. Yeah. And Nadell claims no knowledge of anything he's talked about, but... When he mentions the name Fena, she does. there is clearly a jolt of recognition, which is then quickly covered up. But she clearly knows something. And I, I did say that Cisco's even smooth, even when he's like getting thrown for a loop and he's yeah. being flustered for sure. He's very smooth, but he's clearly hurt as well. So he, he yeah, leaves. He, yeah, again, well, he's fucking great acting, but he's just like, yeah, well, no, I guess we don't have anything to talk about. Like, he knows something's yeah. up, but she doesn't want to talk about it, so fine. But so then Cisco still goes to meet her for their picnic date. Yes. Yeah, which is an interesting choice, but I guess to see if Fena will show up and question her. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what happens. She yeah. shows up and Well, so she doesn't show up. He, she stands him up and Quark comes over and is like, do you like, I can recognize when someone's been stood up. Do you want to go get a drink? Yeah. And also, which is, al- which is sweet. Which until- is super awesome until then he drops the line, you know, the hollow suites are always open and it's like quirky, filthy bastard. But yeah, up until yeah. that, he's just being a dude. He's just like, yeah, you know, man, I get it. You want a drink? Come down, do all this thing. Yeah. Incidentally, I got my skeevy possible sex hollow tapes up if you need them. <laughs> Thanks, Quirk. Yeah. <laughs> And so Cisco decides to return to his quarters. Yep. And that's when that's he... When, yeah, that's when she's there. That's when yep. Fena shows up. And he does the classic thing. So Cisco's like, well, no, I think we have a couple questions. He's like, who are you? Where'd you come from? And she, she's like, no, does that matter? It's like, yes. Yes, it does matter, Fena. What a stupid fucking question. When does it not matter? Yeah, when does it know? Who am I? Where'd I come from? Does it matter? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It always matters. Well, see, this is the thing is that, like, this whole premise of them being in love so it doesn't matter, that's not true. Like, that o- only is true for a one-night stand. Yeah. For, like, a one-night bang fest or, like, a short-term fling. Like, yeah, sure, it fine. doesn't matter. You don't have to. Like, yep. the lust thing, sure. But, like, if you're talking about, like, like some great love, yeah. like, eventually it, it does. does. Matter. Like, you kind of have to know. Especially when he's 
I don't know if he says this before or after that, but that like he's met an adult like the, the like yeah exactly it he's met seems that there, there's she's, clearly something going on yeah so for her to be like it doesn't matter um and but they do kiss yep. and she disappears and she's straight up ghosts she ghosts him but in the most literal sense in the fact that she like disappears slowly in his hands yeah which is it's a strange thing that he can touch her for yeah. the for what we figure out at the end of what she is, it's yeah. strange that no, if she's a telepathic projection, we're jumping right at the end there. Then maybe his mind feels like he's touching her, so he feels the touch. But that's just again stimulations on the touch centers of your brain. Right? Yeah, could be. Yeah, no, yeah, but it just it's like it's. Uh, it's not your everyday average projection. No. That's my point. No. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Cisco is distraught, obviously. Yep. Um, and I think the next day or something is when Sayatek is doing his experiment. Yeah, he's going to be leaving. They're leaving the station to go launch a self-manned ship that will reignite this dead star. Yep. Dax is going with him. Cisco. I think I think because Dax is the only one that can put up with him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I think everyone else wants to kill him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cisco volunteers himself to go on the mission as well. He doesn't volunteer. He, he just straight up is coming. like, I'm coming. Yeah. And Dax is like, like, I don't think this is a good idea. And, and Cisco's like, there are questions that need to be answered here. And implied in that is, I'm the fucking captain. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah you can fuck off. Yeah. Like, I say I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm doing this. hey yeah, <laughs> I say I'm coming. Boy. I'm coming. Yeah. Um... I wish that I could do a smooth voice like his voice to be like, I'm I can't do it. No one can mimic his no. voice. His voice is one of a kind. So they are on the... They're on the ship on the way to the star. Yes. Cisco and, and Sayatek have like sort of a deep conversation. Yes, they quote Klingon poetry. They quote Klingon poetry. And which was actually kind of insightful. Yes, it was it was surprised not I don't mean surprise it was surprisingly in the fact that someone like one of the writers clearly made that up. Yeah. But it was it was not yeah, that made sense. not Pity that I think war. that Klingons can't write insightful poetry, but I just mean Yeah, well the, the I mean it's it's been taken it's been written in like human things as well, right? Like pity the warrior who wins every battle cuz what else do you have left to live for essentially yeah. that kind of a thing. And that's it's what it that Sayatek feels yeah. once this mission is over. Yeah. But more importantly, because he says this is his life work. This yes, is this is the end of it. Yeah, and that his life has been just a series of experiments, kind of building on each other. Yeah, Cisco, but this is like the culmination. Cisco asks about his wife a bit, and again, you start start to see a couple of things of the issue with his. Like you know, he she'd never been off world. She loves me. Don't ask me why. I couldn't. Oh, tell it's you. not just she loves me. Yeah. It was of course like everyone, everyone else. She fell madly, madly in love, love with, with me, me from the start. Yep. Don't ask me why. Because he's tell such you. a great dude. Yeah. And Cisco walks away and promptly finds Fena, Fena again and does the right thing this time, which is yeah. immediately calls Dax and says, get your ass in here. Yeah. Because uh, weird shit's going on. Yeah. And Fena, of course, doesn't remember anything. No. Doesn't know anything. Is very confused. Dax scans her and they find out it's she's pure energy. Yeah. There's she's, no DNA. There's no molecular structures. There's no structures. physical structure whatsoever. And so Cisco, so Cisco again makes the right choice. He and makes the right choice. Goes to go find stay attack. Stay attack. And, and I think Nadell. Nadell. He goes to find Nadell and finds Nadell passed out. Not passed out. Like well, in a kind coma. of in a coma. Yeah. And yeah. stay attack. 
And Sayatek looks up and promptly recognizes. No, 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 not promptly. Sayatek is freaking out. Yeah. Says, like, you have to fix her. You have to fix her. We get some backstory about, like, or, like, hints at a backstory. But he doesn't notice Fena for a while. Yeah. And then when he finally does, then we get the story. Yeah, he re- he he recognizes her. Yeah, and he, he says, "Freaks out." Nadell promised that this wouldn't happen again. Yeah. So basically, the story is that their alien race is has telepathic abilities, very yeah. like strong, powerful telepathic powerful abilities. abilities, and that in times of emotional of deep emotional distress, they lose control of them. Yeah. And that uh, they mate for life. Uh, that all of Sayatek's other wives have had been this, intelligent. Had the sense to the leave sense him. To leave him, which Sayatek, you know, gets has some, you know, personal introspection there. He says that sure. he realizes that, and this is but her, but, her, her species mates for life, yeah. so she won't leave me. She can't. She can't leave me. Even yeah. So the implication being that she's deeply unhappy. Yeah, and that she's Fen incredibly is this, unhappy. And this isn't the first time. It's happened on another yeah, planet. Yeah, it happened like three years ago. And he almost couldn't wake her up. Yeah. Because the implication being that like that's how sad, which is like a deeply sad story. It's essentially like a form of suicide, like an unconscious. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. And so Fena is the sub, uh, subconscious projection. Yeah. That's coming out. Yeah. And uh, so just to go back to the Santec yeah. thing, they let him redeem himself. But he's one of these characters in TV and movies and stuff that they present as like, oh, you know, this story of like this person that treats love this way. And it's yeah. just like, no, this is all so fucked up. If you like it's every everything about the dude he's so cocky he's like of course everyone loves me right away and then they all grow to hate me within a little bit yeah and leave me but i want to keep having as many marriages as possible but they keep ending this way it's just like it's a he, weird cycle to be continuously stuck in but he kind of notices he kind of notices that it's bad that they leave him like it's not yeah. he doesn't say it like he's glad he says it like he's unhappy yeah but he's clearly done nothing to stop this it's just a fucked up he's just a fucked up character yeah and then what happens with cisco talks to fena cisco talks to fena and tells her essentially more lays it down more or less what she is and and fena's like well i don't want to go if she wakes up i disappear and i die and yada 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 everything you and i have dies with me and then and and then cisco says everything you and i have is a dream yep and it's nadella's dream which is, it, I, it was a, a, a kind of poetic little And also, and also true, they don't have Very, anything. Yeah. <laughs> Which for all the, the, for as much as Cisco was claiming to be in love all of a sudden after yeah. two meetings, he does end up with a clear head. Yeah, he's not an idiot. No. He knows perfectly well that this is all ridiculous to begin with. Yeah. And so they kiss, I think, and then... Yep. And then she disappears, and Nadell wakes up, right? Well, no, she doesn't disappear <gasps> right away. Right. He gets called to the bridge. Right, Dax right, 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 right. the bridge, and it turns out Sayatek has gotten on the ship that's taking the payload to the star, and Sayatek, being a fucked up character, but decides to go out like a boss. And he's like, because they mate for life, so the only so and she's going to die if she doesn't wake up, so the only thing they're free her is she, if I'm the one that's ca- thing that's causing her unhappiness and they mate for life, well, if I die, fuck it. 
And, you know, my... Well, she'll be free. Yeah, my stuff is complete anyway, so let's just do this thing. And and, and, and what a way to go out. Like Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So, Cisco, and Cisco tries to stop him for a bit, but then quickly realizes that, like... He doesn't try very hard. He doesn't try very hard, because what he realizes is what this guy says makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's like, okay, fine, you know, lets him go. And he uh, flies himself directly into the sun and ends with screaming, let there be light, which is pretty awesome. So, good which in the a, end, good Which is kind of a great last word yeah <laughs> like in the context that's pretty fantastic yeah and then reigniting sun so yeah guy they, they let the guy go out like a boss he's they like let all him, right fine they let him redeem himself which yep. is nice for this character but it's also like a little side rant for me it's pretty frustrating to see how many male characters who treat women kind of shittily and are asses like they're he's like an ass yeah he's, he's an he's ass a total ass but he gets to redeem himself like yeah. th- it always happens that like there's this character there's that's like I'm out. like I'm gonna use all these women like I want to have as many marriages as I can like they all love me and then they hate me and I'm not gonna do anything to change but at the end he gets to redeem himself yeah like, they it's always just... give them a way out there's always a way but they don't to... do that with women characters no not usually yeah so I mean it's nice like it's a nice he isn't the biggest ass and like he redeems himself in a way that kind of makes up for things but it's just again like kind of annoying to see yeah, another that, ass get once to again he get, yeah he gets the victory but points on his last words yeah points for his last words points for whoever whatever writer gave those last words and also the klingon poetry and, yeah yeah and he gets toast and the uh, star ignites star ignites fenna disappears nadel wakes nadel up nadel wakes up and he's dead so there we go she's free yeah and uh we get a really awkward encounter between cisco and nadel yep who Nadell again doesn't know Cisco, but Cisco has projected a lot of things onto someone who looked like and sounded exactly like, like exa- her. Yeah, but she's kind of compassionate. She is rather compassionate, and Cisco, being the smooth gentleman that he is, also like goes with it. Doesn't try to put much on her. No, but she says she's just going to go back home, which is kind of a nice way for her story to end, considering. And Cisco goes, what, that's okay. What pain she's been in, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, so this is why this is one of the most plausible one and done storylines. Yeah. Now, I have a couple of questions about her species. Ooh, lay them on me. Okay, so if her species is that powerful mm-hmm. that they can project other beings that completely fool other people and such, how have they not conquered the universe already? There's a thing in Star Trek where they have these characters and these species that have like crazy telepathic abilities but they are really passive species so like troy in tng oh yeah but this this lady goes far beyond anything troy can i know but troy's abilities are very strong like they're very powerful and they would be very useful and their species isn't like a dominant species kess in voyager eventually grows like a like goes on to have this level of power well, yeah, she goes on to like full telekinetic like god power and almost. her species had that has it and they are like living underground because another species hunts them yeah because they're so like they haven't used it to their full abilities there's a weird thing in star trek where i think it's because if they ever let any of the like the alien races that they come up with that have these telekinetic or telepathic abilities, if they let them just be powerful, there would be no way to write around it. Yeah. They would always overrun everything. Yeah. Which is a bit dumb to be quite honest. Like if you're going to have them, let them be powerful. Don't 
but yeah what are you gonna but what are you gonna do but this is another example of that i think but i mean there is something to be said that not with like not every if we're projecting human characteristics on aliens not every human who gets power or is powerful wants to take over like that's that's a that's not a no tied and maybe take over is the wrong word but for instance like they'd be super useful in you know basic stuff like when your entire sector is going to be wiped out by the dominion maybe you get a few of those guys to help you out but they don't but they would have but those people would have to agree to go do it right yeah. like they could be huge homebody homebodies that are against violence and warfare on principle and so like they might not offer you know and there are lots of people like again if we're projecting human characteristics there are people that are like that that are very powerful in certain ways but don't have any ambition or any feeling of responsibility to help other people because they can of course and that's very admiral sentiment but then when you get conscripted into being a borg drone you're gonna feel pretty stupid after that yeah um i have a note here that uh this is just essentially the star trek version of every story about unsatisfied housewives in the 1950s (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what this is yeah yeah pretty much like what's the what's the what's the movie with Carol? Carol. That's what I was looking for. Anyways, I was looking at this and this like without the plot line of being a lesbian. This yeah. felt Essentially very the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you substitute Cisco for Rooney Mara, go and find the dashing captain of the yeah. station that you're on. You know what though. Now that I'm saying this, I would love to see the version of this where Dax is the one that Fena falls for. <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Because Dax would go for it. Of course. In a heartbeat. <laughs> instantaneously. She'd be like, yeah, that sounds good to me. But like, also like in a way that like she would go after Nadell. Like she would oh. she would have... I feel like Dax would have like put it together yeah, and then like D- Dax very clearly states that married married women are not a problem for him whatsoever. So does Dax ever hook up with ladies like in as Dax, not as like any of the uh, past versions? Yes. Remember, they go to we did in, in one of the, the one of the episodes that we did when they go to Worf right. is super jealous. They go to Ryza. But they, that's only implied. It's not like explicit. It's implied, but. It pretty heavily implied that she would have no issue with it whatsoever. And so who, so who knows what she's done before she ended up on DS9. Sure. I'm just wondering if there, there's no storylines where she does. I don't think so. Which is such a shame. Yeah, it's that was such a perfect a opportunity. opportunity for that. Yeah. Man, I wouldn't it be great if the new uh, Picard reboot of Star Trek, like the new reboot with Picard at the helm. Yeah. If they just took like the best characters from all the other past like shows, like and Dax, just and just like show up. just like put them all together on a crew, like the best ones, I'd watch that. Just, just... Th- and like especially throw in like a scene where Picard and Cisco and Chakotay, uh, here we go, Kirk, or you know just like they happen to be trapped in a room they together just chilling in a sauna, maybe, yeah. and maybe Cisco starts narrating. Yeah. We know where it goes from there. And Dax could be in there. I think she'd hold her own. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Worf would not be happy. Whatever. Worf can deal with it. Besides, it's Picard. He'd probably accept it. He'd be that's like, true. Right, fine. It's <laughs> that's Picard. True. That is very true. So that's it. I think we've reached the end, unless there was any other 
big I mean it was it was I will give it this it was like a little bit over the top the whole bullshit that TV shows do about people falling falling in quote unquote love, love after like talking it's too much total of three minutes but overall though like the writing wasn't terrible no, it was fine and but it was good though at the end like there's a lot of like really great lines I mean, Cisco overdid it on the laugh at Dax. That was like a little bit scary, but for the most part, like great acting as well. Yeah. Um, but with that, I do believe we've reached the climax. Indeed, we've gotten to the mm. end. So, what's the what's the moral of this uh, particular episode? What's the moral of this? Um, do you have one locked and loaded? Yeah, you know, take more than two minutes before you fall in love with a ghost woman. Just you know. Get to know her a couple times. Do a few dates. Take some time to, you know, ask them a couple questions such as where they come from, who they are, and get a, get a proper answer before you decide you're in love. You know, just that, that yeah, that's important. Don't get catfished by ghost women. Mm-hmm. I think mine would be uh, never date a terraformer. Yeah, there you go. Just don't date a terraformer. They got way too much ego. Yeah. If someone is telling you that they want to ha- write as many books as they have marriages, hard red flag. Yeah. If they st- talk about how everyone loves them and then after a little while can't stand them and leaves them, dodge, hard red flag. Yeah, dodge that bullet. If you meet anyone, this is just a, a life fact, dear listeners. Just some, some wisdom that I've picked up in my years. If you ever meet a person that pretty soon upon meeting you tells you how great they are, hard red flag. Run away. Yeah. There's never anything that good that comes from that person. Yeah. You're <laughs> never. always going to be never. distinctly Any sort of relationship, whether it be romantic, friendship, or fuck r- working relationships, hardest of the red flags. Yep. Run away. Watch out. Run away, man. Um, go find you a smooth, silky voiced uh, gentleman instead. Or lady. Ladies can have silky voices. Yes. That's it for this week, folks. Go check us out on social media, at Boldy Blinking on Twitter, uh, Boldy Blinking on Instagram as well. And uh, wherever it is you listen to podcasts, please like, rate, and subscribe to us. And to anyone else. Subscribe to whoever you want. I don't care. But we'll share the love, but, but make sure you're showing us some love, too. Yeah. Um, and with that, we'll leave you. Thank you very much. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew, pew.